This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, February 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Um, you know, a little on the tired side from a late shift and uh, cannot find my AirPods. They were charging on the counter last night. They're not there today. So, not sure what to make of that. Maybe it was a <laughs> g- 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 ghost. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got home at uh, 1 this morning and then I shoveled the driveway and uh, it was charging on the little charger by the outlet. I unplugged it put my phone on the charger last night so i remember taking it off they didn't touch the airpods and uh they're not there this morning <laughs> maybe you nope. sleepwalked and put them in the freezer or something along those lines oh uh, let's hope not because they ain't gonna be working anymore right <laughs> no but on our uh, long break i'm gonna attempt to find them because i'm not I'm not typically a big fan of the the big headphones unless i'm in studio and uh, actually they're live connected it's a little bit better this is like too much on my too much for me but uh, nonetheless i'll quit bitching about it ready for a fun show (laughs) sounds good well folks let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host tony what would you say the future of food is um i was i would hope that it'd be like back to the future too you know, where you get like the little tear open thing, the little pizza hut thing, and then it just turns into a big fresh gourmet pizza. Ooh, yeah. That not, would... not that pizza not that Pizza Hut's fresh or you know, or gourmet, but like from Back <laughs> to the Future too, that pizza looks so good when it came out of the oven. Yeah, you know, sort of when I think of future food, I think uh, Star Trek and the, the replicators, you know, you can basically order whatever you want and you know, it materializes out of nothing. Well, this is not too far off. KFC has partnered with a Russian bioprinting company to bring 3D printed chicken nuggets to the table. Coined as the meat of the future, the lab created chicken meat is KFC's response to the growing interest of healthy lifestyles, the rise in demand for meat alternatives, and the increasing need to develop more environmentally friendly methods of food production. It is also KFC's next step in creating a restaurant of the future. The chicken company's Russian partner, 3D Bioprinting Solutions, is developing additive bioprinting technology using chicken cells and plant material to recreate the taste and texture of 
chicken meat with almost no animal involved in the process. Well, provided yeah. with KFC's necessary ingredients, such as uh, breading and spices, the laboratory-produced meat aims to achieve the signature KFC taste. 3D bioprinting technologies initially widely recognized in medicine are nowadays gaining popularity in producing foods such as meat, said Yusek Kuswani, co-founder of 3D Bioprinting Solutions. In the future, the rapid development of such technologies will allow us to make 3D printed meat products more accessible, and we are hoping that the technology created as a result of our co- <coughs> excuse me, our cooperation with KFC will help accelerate the launch of cell-based meat products on the market. In the statement, the chicken franchise listed the advantages of utilizing the bioprinting method, including the absence of various additives used traditionally in farming and animal husbandry, and the ethics of a production process that claims to not cause harm to animals. The company also emphasized that bioprinting remains an environmentally friendly procedure to produce uh, to produce than the standard way of producing chicken meat. Um, my only question is, you know, in their partnership with this bioprinting company, do they have to give up the secret recipe, the secret uh, 11 herbs and spices? <laughs> right? You would almost think that they would have to uh, come up with something like that to, for just 3D print. The whole 3D printing thing is weird to me. <laughs> of it, food and, and bio-based materials or just in general? In general. It's just very strange to me. It's amazing what 3D printing has allowed us to do, um, you know, uh, uh, prototyping for new products and inventions, you know, can be done almost instantaneous, instantaneously at this point. And so uh, I, I love the idea of 3D printing. I don't know about plant-based materials to try and recreate the look, feel, and taste of a chicken nugget. Right. I like like, my... I'll just go get a I'll go get a real chicken nugget, and I think that'll be good. Exactly. I like my chicken nuggets uh, original or extra crispy, yeah. but... Oh, uh, yeah. Either way. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, it is Thursday. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? The third day. All right? Monday, uh-huh. one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday? When? Huh? What day? Thursday! The third day, okay? It is Thursday, the third day, and as we do on Thursdays, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, I'm talking Florida, man. We have a segment called That's the Fact, Jack. Our calling topic today is What Would You Give Up for a Million Dollars? We have a segment called Public Transit Transgressions. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. Now, we have a little thing that we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you tried to print food through your 3D printer. We want to know about it. Just give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, February 18th, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. <clears throat> Mom, the show on CBS was canceled after season eight. I guess losing Anna Ferris did have its effects. She was the best part uh, of it. Golden Girls is coming to Disney Plus. So now you can watch it on Hulu and Disney Plus. Say what? Yeah. It's kind of weird that it's going to Disney Plus. I'd just probably keep that Hulu. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. But but it's got a great following, so good on them. Uh, Lucasfilm confirms that Cara Dune won't be recast, so if you were ever hoping Cara Dune was coming back, eh, not likely. <laughs> uh, former Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence underwent surgery on his left non-throwing shoulder Tuesday, and Rush Limbaugh, conservative media icon, dead at 70, battling cancer. Fatalities. That's your Fast Five. Now, during the commercial, I did find my earbuds, so this is a lot better. So I could hear the show better as I do this. Good. So just random effects if you watch from there to there. It's a little <laughs> more free. Freeing, I say. Free. Um, so it looks like Wednesday Adams is finally getting the spotlight all to herself. This week, it was confirmed that Tim Burton's live-action Adams Family TV reboot has a streaming platform to call home as well as the official first look of the coming-of-age comedy series has made its unsettling debut. Back in October, Tim Burton fans rejoiced as reports emerged that the director is working on an Adams Family reboot exclusively for television. However, fans soon learned that this new live-action series isn't the reboot that they may have been expecting. This time around, the show is completely centered around Wednesday Adams, and it was initially reported that Netflix was at the top of the list of the landing project. Now it looks like Netflix officially has won the bid for the new show. After all, Wednesday is a coming-of-age comedy series that focuses solely on the dark-haired girl with a personality to match. Deadline reports that the live-action series follows Wednesday's years as a student at Nevermore Academy. While there, she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, prevent a massive killing spree in her own local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that involved her parents 24 years ago. During all of this, she must navigate her new and sometimes complicated relationships. On February 17th, uh, they unveiled a mysterious first look at the new show with an official poster, which shows Wednesday strumming away on a cello with an eerie knife in hand. Um, so, if you're fans of The Addams Family, what are your reactions to the Tim Burton's film or new show? Uh, let us know below. Is this something you'd be interested in, Christian? Uh, you know, I'll check it out. I like Tim Burton. I enjoyed The Addams Family, pretty much every incarnation of it so far. I like the fact that they're sort of reimagining it. They're not uh, just sort of taking that same old uh, formula and, and rehashing it. Um, who's the actress that's playing Wednesday Addams, does it say? Doesn't say. No. 
Not at least in this little snippet, it doesn't have anything. That's strange. So, you think they didn't? It doesn't that. show her face. It's like a blacked out face with the hand playing the cello with the knife. Maybe they haven't cast it yet. That's true. It doesn't even say. It did just basically little teaser trailer. It's coming to Netflix, so it's probably still all coming together. But yeah, nonetheless, yeah, it's uh, it's on its way. It won't be Christina Ricci though. No, no. Unfortunately, she um, was a great Wednesday. And then we go from Tim Burton to. Tim Tebow, he finally announces his retirement from baseball. Uh, The New York Mets uh, yesterday announced that the outfielder Tim Tebow is retiring. It has been a pleasure to have Tim in our organization, and he's been a consummate professional during his four years with the Mets. Uh, By reaching the AAA level in 2019, he far exceeded expectations when he first entered the system in 2016. He should be very proud of his accomplishments. Tebow signed with the Mets on September 8, 2016, and participated in the Instructional League. Um, He hit a home run in his first at-bat against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, But other than that, he bounced around from double-A ball to triple-A ball. Never made it to the professionals, but at least he got to have a longer career in minor league baseball than he did at the NFL. Um, And the funny funny thing is that, you know, obviously we know that uh, he left football, you know, Last I heard, he was trying out for the Farm League. I know he had gotten into one of the AAA teams, something along those lines, but never heard anything about it again. So I was surprised to hear that uh, he was even still playing at this point. Yeah, they invited him back for one more, and he came out and said, no, nah, I'm going to just retire. My, um, my guess you is know, we're going to see him as a commentator for either college football or like uh, one of the professional halftime shows. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, too, if he joined uh, Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville as, like, a coach or something. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. You know, it's in his hometown, and uh, Urban Meyer was his uh, coach down for the Gators. So it should be interesting to see where that goes. Definitely. But uh, nonetheless, the guy has a – he's made a career, you know, <laughs> outside. So it was uh, – not one of my favorite Bronco quarterbacks, but definitely he was good to have in Denver. He wasn't overly good quarterback, but uh, he created Tebow mania, and that was a lot of fun. He was good for PR, not necessarily the team itself. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was more fun than what we're having nowadays. That's for dang sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and yesterday I had teased you guys. I had said uh, that there'd be a Nintendo Direct, and... Uh, well, it happened, and uh, here's a couple of the... I'll just go through the snippets. I won't go through the whole half hour's worth of stuff. Basically, what you're going to get and what was announced was Splatoon 3, um, which will be something that I know, like, your kiddos love Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. So this one will kind of build more and have more matches, things like that. So if you have little ones or you are a fan of that game, Splatoon 3 will be out later. Um, no, it looks it says early 2022, okay. but it was just announced. It was the last thing they did announce. Hey, if I asked you if you knew who Pyra and Mithra were could you tell me what game they're from only because i read the article but uh okay but otherwise no no, right not a clue yeah if you're a fan of the xenoblade chronicles games uh that's where they're from and they'll be joining smash brothers ultimate uh not characters i mean i watched the video footage they looked uh they looked like fun fighters but i just don't know them i'd rather have characters from video games that i know of but you know Pyra and Mithra, they join Smash Brothers. They, there they you go. S- they sound like uh, they, monsters that uh, Godzilla would battle. Pyra, Mithra! Whee! 
Uh, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which was originally released in 2011 on the Wii. And then it got a re-release on the Wii U, I remember, too. But uh, it's coming to the Nintendo Switch on July 16th. And this time you could actually uh, use some controls. I guess it was a motion control-based game. So you don't have to use them, but you can use the motion controls if you'd like. Did you ever play a fan of that game? Did you ever play that game, Tom? No. I didn't either. I, in fact, I wasn't even familiar with it. I skipped the whole Wii era of Nintendo, so uh, when I saw that that was announced, uh, it's kind of crickets to me. You know, I was hoping for like Ocarina of Time or Mask of Majora HD, one of those, but nope. Yeah, well, I'm, I bet you're going to get it at some point this year because they did that with Mario, uh, the Mario All-Stars one. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought that was going to be announced at the beginning of the year for the 35th anniversary, and you didn't hear nothing until the half, the second half of the year. So I'd imagine that we're going to get an All-Stars version of Zelda with the Ocarina Time and Majora's Mask and uh, the Wind Waker, um, which that one was uh, on the GameCube, and then it went over to uh, uh, the Wii U in an HD remaster. Fantastic game. That's the one where he's cartoony, the cell shaded one. Gotcha. Okay. That that's what the Wind Waker was. If you didn't know that, never one. played you that probably one. Yep. Did. Yeah. So you missed those whole eras. So I think this is a good idea for Skyward Sword. This gives uh, you know Zelda fans like yourself an opportunity to play the game. And uh, I never played it on the Wii. I think it came out towards the end of the Wii cycle. Okay. And because it was one of the launch titles on. Uh, on the uh, Wii U, I think the HD version. Yeah, gotcha. I never, right. I never picked it up though. So, um, definitely something I'm interested in for sure. Um, a huge. Uh, this one looks actually kind of fun. Mario Golf Super Rush. So, new Mario game coming out. Even though it is just a uh, golf game, but I remember the Mario Golf games being pretty dang fun on the uh, on the uh, GameCube and the Switch. So, or I mean the the Wii. Yeah. Back in the day. Now, Mario Golf, I don't know if it's a $60 game. Hopefully, they, you know, give no. it like a $20 entry point. But, uh, you know, it's not the same as like a brand new Mario Mario game or Mario Kart. This is one of those sort of like little side games, you know, like the Mario and Sonic Olympics that uh, shouldn't cost quite as much. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those, you got to have a niche for it. And I, Mike picked up uh, Mario Tennis and he said that one was terrible. And he, the old tennis games were fun, yeah. so uh, fingers crossed it's good. Um, there's a whole list of uh, games coming out. I'll share them on our uh, Facebook page, but uh, a couple other notable ones. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection um, comes out this coming week, so if you're a fan of the old-school Ghost and Goblins game, it's back with a uh, little bit better graphics for the Switch. Um, that one's at a $30 price point, which is good. And then today uh, there's a thing called Capcom Arcade Stadium, so dozens of Capcom's most beloved arcade classics you can play on the Nintendo Switch. Um, you can get 1943, The Battle of Midway, for free. Then you can purchase standalone games like uh, the original Ghost and Goblins. Um, you can pick up all kinds of different little packs on the uh, Nintendo um, online Switch. And then they announced Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, which is not the old school Ninja Gaiden games that you and I had as Nintendo fans. But this one was the uh, 3D ones that came out on the original Xbox, um, hmm. which I didn't get a chance to play those. So Me neither. Uh, they're, they're all HD remastered. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection comes out June 10th. And uh, 
That is your uh, very stretched out entertainment news. There was a lot of video game stuff on that one. This is uh, very video game centric, but now we must roll on through the birthdays. It's my birthday! Yo, Dre, what up? It's your birthday. Dr. Dre is 55. Uh, Vinny Barberini, uh, he likes his face off. Oh, even though that was more the Nicolas Cage version. Right. <laughs> like, John Travolta's was more of that, wee what a predicament. But John Travolta is 66. Former teen actress known for being in the Brat Pack of the 80s. She appeared in 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Pretty in Pink. Molly Ringwald is 52. Uh, the ageless wonder. She's still good looking, even at this age. Uh, Vanna White. She started the show in 82. She is now 64. Wow. Still looks good. Uh, Christian's absolute most favorite person in the whole wide world, Yoko Ono. Nope. It's her birthday. It's so awesome that I put this in there. I didn't even put her age. That's how, <laughs> that's how great that was. Um, and then uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler shipped off to the Jets and then went off to the Chiefs to do nothing for them. Le'Veon Bell, 29. That is your celebrity birthdays for Thursday the 19th. And folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, oh, it's one of my favorite segments of the week. We're exploring America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, we're talking Florida, man. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, being that it's Thursday, the third day, as we do on this day, which I love so much, we explore America's penis, the strange things that happen down there. Yes, it is time for Florida Man. Oh, good for you. Oh, yeah, it's that time again, everybody. It is Florida Man. And uh, even though uh, this will be the shameless plug that next week we will be running best ofs because I will be hanging out with Florida Man. You will be Florida Man. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be Florida Man. I will try to find my own stories while I'm there. (laughs) Um, But hopefully I avoid pretty much all these crazies. So uh, we are going on down. Doesn't say where we're going in Florida on this particular one, other than the man in Florida was arrested after he destroyed property, including cars and homes, with a sledgehammer in a smashing spree. Police apprehended 32-year-old Rafael Torres Gomez around 2.30 in the afternoon. 
This past Saturday, after destroying multiple pieces of property in a neighborhood near Pirates Road on the Florida island of Little Torch Key. Guess that's where we're going. Little Torch Key. Little Torch Key. Uh, Gomez tried to explain that he kept seeing demons, and his only defense was to smash them with a sledgehammer. It's also important to note that Gomez had been drinking and had recently taken an unknown narcotic and hallucinogen. Say what? Uh, yeah. Demons! Ooh, I hit him with the sledgehammer playing Donkey Kong. I talk to the channel. <laughs> Which this caused visions of demons dancing through his head. Gomez was ordered at gunpoint to drop the sledgehammer and get on the ground. But he didn't. He resisted while being handcuffed, tased, and eventually arrested. Residents say Gomez broke a $300 window at a residence, struck a pickup truck door, causing $200 in damage, shattered another car's window, and one resident found his upstairs window broken. A screen door was damaged, and television and multiple other objects inside his home were destroyed. Gomez is being held in the Monroe County Correctional Facility and faces multiple charges of property damage, uh, property damage greater of $1,000, burglary, resisting arrest, and he was denied bond. No surprise. And uh, we actually got a quote from him when uh, they asked him what he was trying to do. He said he was trying to unleash the beast. Yeah, <laughs> he was. I see demons. Oh, man, this is fun stuff. A uh, Florida man uh, is uh, desperate to get his beer Friday, so he used uh, hot dogs and corn dog stick to attack a gas station clerk. Uh, a gas station clerk, police said. Kevin McDaniel, no, it just reminded me of Shooter McGavin for some reason. <laughs> Kevin McDaniel threw hot dogs and poked the female clerk with a corn dog stick at the Petro gas station in Marion County. Officials said McDaniel's bizarre outbreak allegedly. Began after the clerk, the clerk refused to sell him beer. It's unclear what the clerk's reasons were. The victim was left with a red mark under her eye due to the corn dog stick attack. Surveillance video captured a man identified as McDaniel lunging with a hot dog and a corn dog at the clerk. McDaniel was charged with battery touch or strike. He also violated his probation at Pas from Pasco County. He's being held in jail with no bond. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna poke you with this little corn dog stick. <laughs> Jeez. Well, now this one actually tells me where we're at, so we're gonna go down to Kissimmee, Florida. Would you like fries with that? How about a side of cash? Deputy said a man walked into a McDonald's in Kissimmee on Sunday night wearing an employee uniform. He walked behind a cash register and helped another man place an order. Seconds later, the cash register drawer opened and surveillance footage showed the man posing as a worker grabbed some cash before running out the door of the restaurant while the other man, uh, while the other man ran out the door after him. Um, deputies from the, uh, the Oscola County Sheriff's Office and said Sunday's incident is the second one involving the same man wearing a McDonald's uniform. Investigators say the first incident happened at another restaurant uh, back in December. Deputies describe the suspect wearing the McDonald's uniform as a man in his mid-twenties who is approximately six feet, two inches tall, weighs around 170 pounds. They describe the second suspect in Sunday's incident as a male in the late twenties, approximately five feet, ten inches tall, weighing about 230 pounds. So they didn't get caught, but they uh, sure posed uh, as uh, McDonald's employees. You would have never known the difference. Way to go, a-hole! 
My guess, and I'm just throwing this out there, that uh, if they have McDonald's uniforms, my guess is that they might have been former McDonald's employees or current McDonald's employees at another location. Might want to start there. Yeah, just start there. Or they might have family members that work there and they took their uniform. Yeah. Yeah, it's called also pay attention. You should know if you're working at a McDonald's, like, who the hell is that guy? Like, you think you would pay attention because McDonald's, from what I remember, is not typically too slow. I wouldn't imagine, but I've been in it in a long time. So to be fair, it is Florida. So this is true. Uh, we're going down to Port Ritchie, Florida now, where deputies have arrested a man with a tattoo of the state of Florida on his forehead. What a winner! Um, he's accused of misusing the 911 calling system. According to an arrest report by Fox 13, 22-year-old Matthew Latham was arrested Sunday morning. Uh, by Pasco County deputies. According to deputies, Latham called 911 to ask for a ride home and cursed at the operator while on the phone. Investigators say the operator gave Latham the non-emergency number. A deputy also spoke to Latham and said they offered to call a taxi, but Latham said he didn't have any money and instead started traveling on foot. Deputies said Latham called 911 again to ask for a ride home. A deputy met with him while he was still on the phone with the dispatcher and then they just arrested him. Deputy said a search they found marijuana, but said Latham denied knowing what it was. So Latham faces charges of misusing the 911 system and possession of marijuana. Oh, good for you! And Imagine a guy just wanted to ride home. He gets arrested. And best what an par- idiot. Best part is he has a penis tattooed on his forehead. America's he really penis. does. It's big, too. It's like right in the middle. <laughs> uh, we're going down to Clearwater, Florida. That's ironically where I'm going to. A Florida man was stunned by his taser-wielding wife when he asked to sep- when he asked to separate, deputy said. Pamela Carr, 69, <laughs> was arrested nice. Sunday at her Clearwater mobile home and charged with aggravated domestic battery, a Pinellas County Sheriff's Office report said. Carr and her husband got into an argument Sunday morning after he told her he wanted to end their marriage of nine years. At some point, Carr pulled out a taser, stunned her husband several times at close range rather than shooting him with barbed darts. Deputies said Carr admitted to stunning her husband but claimed she acted in self-defense. Carr was released from jail Monday on a $1,000 bond in order to stay away from her husband. She'll be allowed one visit with a law enforcement escort to retrieve her belongings from the Serendipity mobile home community. Carr was being represented by Public Defender's Office. A spokeswoman said they generally don't comment on active cases. So, Toasty! It's, that's just when things go south, right? <laughs> exactly. And we're going to go. We have time for one yeah. last one. So let's go on down where a Florida man is accused of threatening his family by texting them Coldplay lyrics and warning them of retribution from his Nazi prison associates, was persuaded persuaded by police to end a standoff and return for a fresh slice of pizza. Evan Charles McLemore, under the belief the SWAT team negotiators were ready to hand him one of America's favorite foods, was taken into custody Tuesday following a four-hour confirmation down at his Pensacola home. Never underestimate the power of pizza with flavored crust, the Pensacola Police Department wrote on Facebook, while adding officers cannot comment on the rumors about pineapple being on said pizza. It was not immediately clear if responding officers even gave McLemore a slice, but they did deliver him charges of resisting arrest of an officer without violence and aggravated stalking. Uh, The newspaper said the incident unfolded 
after police initially responded to a call about possible battery and reportedly learned that McLemore had barricaded himself inside a room at the home. The suspect added called out that he had a gun to his head and he was not going back to prison no matter what it took. After numerous attempts to lure McLemore out of the room proved unsuccessful, SWAT was called in and they deployed the big guns, the promise of pizza. Prior to his arrest, McLemore was wanted for police aggravated stalking uh, with his stepmother claiming in February that he held a knife to his grandmother's throat and threatened to kill her. An arrest report said McLemore had previously threatened to harm people by telling them that his Nazis associates from prison would pay them a visit. He also cut off, the family cut off communications, but not before he sent them one text with the Coldplay lyrics, Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones and I will try to fix you. The lyrics from the song Fix You were meant by the band to be uplifting, though it's unclear how McLemore may have meant them. So <laughs> he is, uh, his bond said $100,000. He's doing court in three weeks. And uh, you know what? What a winner, man. Has the planet gone mad? They all have gone mad, brother. And that is Florida Man for this week. I will be in Florida Man during this segment next week. I'll have to let you guys know how that goes two weeks from there. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, folks, that does do it for Florida Man. God, I love that segment. When we come back, we've got a segment called That's the Fact Jack. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. But don't fret, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour, the fastest hour of the day, including our interactive <laughs> portion of the show where we are asking, what would you give up for a million dollars? Now, if you missed a portion of this show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of sharing, wanted to run down some interesting facts that I came across that uh, sound fake but actually are not. And uh, in a segment that I've titled... That's the fact, Jack! little Bill Murray there for you folks. But, uh, you know, we, we love educating you guys on things with... Uh, Things that at least I find interesting. Hopefully you do as well. For instance, Tony, did you know that you can't breathe and swallow at the same time? I did know that. That's the fact, Jack! Yeah, obviously you've got one pathway. It's either got to be air or food, swallow, spit, whatever it may be. Right. That one... It's weird to think about that for sure, though. Yeah. That one a little more common. How about this one, Tony? Give it a try. It's impossible to hum while holding your nose. Wow, didn't know that, but... That's the fact, mm. Jack! 
Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Weird things you don't think about. And uh, See, never thought of that one. That one. That one's a fact, Jack. I I didn't know that one. That, that I'll give you a bazinga on that one. Bazinga. And if you guys are uh, bazinga watching or listening at home, I have a feeling you're all trying it as we speak as well. I hope so. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. We're talking. That's the fact, Jack. Did you know that if you could fold a piece of paper in half 42 times, it would reach the moon? What? Yeah. In fact, uh, there was a Mythbusters episode where they tried to fold a piece of paper as many times as they could. Uh, It was basically a piece of paper the size of an airplane hanger, and I think they only got uh, 12, 13, 14 folds out of it before they couldn't fold it anymore. Dang. That's a... Uh, didn't know that one either. <laughs> Here's one that'll make you feel a little bit better, Tony, when you go down to Florida. That's the fact, Jack! Coconuts kill more people than sharks every year. Same with cows. What? Explain. There's no more uh, information. I would assume that uh, if you Google it, that, uh, you know, the, the, the deaths from coconuts each year falling on somebody's head... Are more is, than is it like Rowdy sharks. Piper, the ghost of Rowdy Rowdy Piper going around slamming him like he did Jimmy Snuka back in the 80s? Right. <laughs> Remember that as a kid, like he took that coconut and walloped him across the face? <laughs> and the fact that it was Jimmy Snuka, did that make it racist? No. No? Because okay. he hit Jimmy Snuka. That's just a fact. Jack. No, no, the, with the coconut. Uh, No. No. Like I think it was Jimmy Snooker had the coconut or something, and Roddy Piper took it and then cracked him across the face with it. All right, fair enough. Let's keep moving on. I don't on. know what the setup was. I was a little kid when that happened. Right. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. We're talking. That's the fact, Jack! All right, here's one that takes a little thought. You might even have to write it down. But the words umopapsidin is upside down, spelled upside down with different letters of the alphabet. And uh, if you could see this, and I'll post it on our Facebook page, yeah, you look at it upside down, and that's sure enough what it is. That's fantastic. I did not know that. The fact that somebody went through the thought process to uh, come up with that is kind of mind-blowing as well. Yeah. That's the fact, Jack. In fact, that is. That's the fact, Jack. You know Um, what else is the fact, Jack? What's that? Yeah, the Eagles just traded uh, Carson Wentz to the Colts. That's your breaking on-air news. Woohoo! fact, Jack. <laughs> I won't go into the details, but that yeah, was just a random thing that alerted me. I was like, oh, they finally settled. Interesting. And, spoiler alert, no first-round picks were given. Yeah. So, moving on, you know, uh, we talk about the concept of time and how quickly it moves. Well, uh, apparently Cleopatra lived closer to the invention of the iPad than she did to the building of the Great Pyramid. Hmm. All right. You would have thought Cleopatra, ancient Egypt. It would have been right around the same time. Apparently not. Weird. Let's keep moving on. We're talking. That's the fact, Jack! Here's something that, uh, an analogy that, you know, even uh, hadn't heard before, but there are more trees on Earth than stars in the galaxy. No way. Yeah, yeah. It was the factual basis of that one. Uh, somebody's going around counting every single tree. Either that or they're on Google Maps and just, you know, marking every single now, one. That's a lot of time. That's a very bold one right there. 
Yeah. I, bold cotton. Bold move, cotton. But the funny thing is, sort of contradictive to that is, you know, you always hear the analogy that there's more uh, stars in the galaxy. Oh, no, no, stars in the solar system than there are grains of sand on Earth. This said the galaxy. So, eh, you know, galaxy is smaller than the entire universe. That might make sense. All right. All right. Might make sense. I'm wrapping right. my head around it now. Gotcha. Let's keep moving on. That's the fact, Jack. This is a little disconcerting. Some of the apples you can buy in a grocery store are over a year old. Well, in all truthfulness, if you look at most of your uh, produce like apples and oranges and stuff, they don't have uh, use-by dates. They typically have packed-on dates. Like that's You can just tell mm. when they were packed. Yeah, and they coat them in like this this waxy coating to make sure they preserve them a little bit. But uh, over a year old, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Nah. <laughs> That'd explain why you get some bunk apples sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've never got one with a worm in it. You know, it was one of those things Ew, you always saw in no. cartoons, but, uh, you know, it never no. happens. No, I never had that either. Let's keep moving on. We're talking. That's the fact, Jack! Tony, what is your favorite flavor of Fruit Loop? My favorite Fruit Loop uh, when I was a kid, probably uh, the cherry, whatever the pink one was. Pink well, I, red one. I got news for you, this Tony. Cherry. Every Fruit Loop tastes the same. The color doesn't matter. What the hell? <laughs> I can remember the taste. When you mentioned Fruit Loop, I, I can like taste it. That's a weird one where my memory is so strong of that. Like... I can just I can remember what they taste like. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had Fruit Loops probably since I was a little kid, but I haven't had them in a while either. All right, let's keep moving on. We're talking. That's the fact, Jack. These next ones have to deal with uh, some names of popular characters that we didn't otherwise know. Uh, do you know what Barbie's first name is or her full name is? Mm, I think it's just Barbie, isn't it? No, it's Barbara Millicent Roberts. Yeah, it's probably better to just go as Barbie. Yeah. My next and what kid. Was Ke- and what was Ken? Was it Kenneth Atkinson III? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, I'm going to name have my next kid's uh, middle name uh, be Millicent. Millicent. that's not used enough. Moving Mary on. Millicent Maya. That's the fact, Jack! Do you know Mr. Clean has a first name? Uh, yeah, Mr. <laughs> no, it's actually veritably. What an awful first name. That's why he's better off going as Mr. <laughs> uh, Veritably clean. And then finally in names in... That's the fact, Jack! Did you know that Cookie Monster has a name? No, I didn't. I yeah. just thought it was Cookie Monster. I thought so too, but apparently his real name is Sid. Sid the Cookie Monster. My name's Sid Jolly Cookies. <laughs> Let's move on. We can have time for a few more. Uh, talking. That's the fact, Jack! Did you know that carrots were originally purple? No, I didn't know that. The things you learn. It's amazing. <laughs> and then finally in... That's the fact, Jack! Tony, when you picture Humpty Dumpty, what do you picture? Oh, a big egg, like a fat egg. Well, apparently. With like a weird little face. Yep. Humpty Dumpty nursery rhyme doesn't mention ever that he was an egg, only in illustrations later on. The things you learn on this show. Well, folks, that does it for the Fantastic. first hour of this episode. When we come back, it is the uh, interactive portion. What would you give up for a million dollars? So. 
go take a potty break, grab yourself some tea, listen to the news, and we'll see you guys back in about seven minutes. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you ready for the fastest hour of the day? Yeah, buddy. Always ready. First hour went real good, minus like we just got to address the elephant in the room as we do on this show when there's weird stuff. There are people outside. Hopefully the second hour it goes quiet, but uh, they are out there snow blowing. We had a pretty good sized snowstorm roll through Port Collins last night, so they're scraping the roads and all that stuff. But uh, I don't. Nope, oh, there it is. There so, it is. Yep. I was gonna say, <laughs> oh my gosh, he maybe went away. But if you hear that, that's what it is. But it'll be going so fast, you'll be so entertained. It's not like you guys will care anyways, right? Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm thinking on this. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show, which is why we guys we give you guys... Boy, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Yo, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> we give you guys the topic 24 hours in advance, so that way you can chime in on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO with your suggestion, your story, your pick, whatever it may be for the topic of the day. Or, of course, you can head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video there and comment there. Today's topic, what would you give up for a million dollars? Yesterday kicked off the first day of Lent. Neither of us, Tony or I, are uh, religious. And, uh, you know, the whole idea behind Lent is to give something up for the two weeks to show your devotion, eh, whatever it may be. But it got me thinking, okay, you know, if you're not religious and somebody offered to give you a million dollars to give up something that you love, it's not like, you know, if you're a non-smoker or you're a social smoker and they say, oh, I'll give you a million dollars and you're like, oh, I'll give up smoking. That doesn't count. We're talking about something you love, something that uh, for all intents and purposes, you could not live without. What would you give up for that million dollars? Tony, I turn the question over to you. What would you give up that you love? for a million dollars would it be any set of time or is it just forever forever you could never do whatever it is or have whatever oh. it is ever again so if you say sex boy uh you better well, I, well I was about to that's but not not at that rate no mm. um i did i was gonna say i'd give up like meat but not mm. forever forever oh man this is a hard question. Like this is a uh, barn burner, and um, 
Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my pick. That way you, you can wrap your head around think, it. Because uh, I, I don't know what I would do if, there, <laughs> if it's forever. If it was just for like a year or something or two years, sure. But... Nope, forever. Mm-hmm. So okay. for for me, um, and I've mentioned in the past that I have fibromyalgia, which is autoimmune disorder. Of course, they say, you know, you, you shouldn't be eating processed sugars, anything like that, because they're inflammatory. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I eat a pretty healthy diet. I do indulge in the occasional cookie or cake or donut or, you know, a cheat day because, you know, you deserve it. But the one thing I've never been able to kick is my love for Coca-Cola. I love a good, uh, especially real sugar Coke that uh, I've given it up for a month at a time, two months at a time, but I always come back to it. I would say it's an addiction, you know, and if that's the worst of my addictions, I will take it. But if somebody offered me a million dollars, I would gladly never drink another Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Cola drink again. All right. Well, upon thinking uh, on a food thing, I obviously, every Thursday, I love to have Panda Express um, with people I close with. We have our little Panda Express evening. It's in the parking lot, but... uh, I would, I would say I'd give up Chinese food. Ooh, interesting. I love Chinese food. Yeah, I you do. Chinese Every food. time you come home, you go to uh, uh, China Kitchen. China East. China yeah, East. China East. In high, on Highway 50 East. Yeah. That Boston would, City. That's yeah, that'd a good be one. a tough one for me. You know, yeah, if there's a specific ethnic type of food, you know, I love Mexican food. I don't know if I could give that up for a million dollars. Coca-Cola, yeah, yes. Mexican, Mexican food, I don't know if I can give up either. Because you're talking, man, I can live off chip salsa. Dude, give me a margarita. That's just like a good, like you're going to go break the ice with somebody, go meet and talk. I mean, you get chips and salsa. You get talking, have a margarita. It's always a great place to go eat as a Mexican joint. You but, uh, rarely go wrong with Mexican food. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chinese food absolutely love it i i could eat that that mexican i could probably live off the two things but uh it's one of those like if it had to be a million dollars i wouldn't gladly do it but i would do it but i would miss it (laughs) not gonna lie probably we would have some i would have some withdrawals some cravings it's it's really i love chinese food so but that's perfect that's exactly what we're looking for what would you give up for a million dollars it seems to me an insurmountable amount of money forever you would give it up never touch it again never do it again never see it again for a million dollars Go ahead and head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Chime in there. Let us know what you would give up for a million dollars. And when we come back, it is all about you, folks. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. We are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we are asking you guys the question of the day. What would you give up forever 
for a million dollars. Now, if you do want to chime in, go ahead and head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. Click into the live video and comment there with your answer. Before the break, I talked about uh, my love of Coca-Cola, but if I had to give it up forever for a million dollars, I certainly would. And then... (laughs) Tony talked about his love of Chinese food, which, uh, again, you know, that would be a hard one to kick, but a million dollars goes a long way. So, Tony, I assume that uh, you had a couple folks uh, chime in uh, with their picks, and uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, read those off? Yeah, uh, Jamie chimed in and said, it's very hard to think, but she'll stick with food. Her roommate is gluten-free, so it's hard to stick with it, but for a million dollars, she could do gluten-free food. A million dollars forever. Ooh, no bread, no cakes, no donuts, no cookies, no chicken nuggets. That that would be a lot to give up for a million dollars. Don't know if I could do it. Obviously, celiacs, you know, people with celiacs disease, yeah. they, they have to. But if you have the choice, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, no, that'd be a tough one for sure. Um, definitely a tough one. Um, Lacey said she would give up cooking forever she loves to cook but she would just not cook ever again for a million dollars just door dash it all day every day that or have mike cook i don't know (laughs) and maybe or maybe she could teach annabella how to cook i'm sure she already does but have annabella cook for her or something you know and i guess my question would be to what degree i mean would that include microwaving something would that include putting toast in you know bread in a toaster yeah, would that be all forms of cooking? I'm thinking it's probably more of that prepared the meals because she's she's a great cook. She likes to prepare family meals, things like that. So I think it's along those lines because you got to obviously heat stuff up. You're gonna have to cook, but you could do you know like I do for the single life for the you know with the crazy work hours. A lot of the times it's uh, something from Trader Joe's that's uh, something like cooking the microwave. You know, yeah, Trader Joe's. Pre- yeah, they've got great little uh, instant meals or things that you can whip up really quickly. You know, good quality, yeah, good de- taste. Good quality, and they're delicious, and they're low low in calorie and fat. They're not overly abundant, you know, like some of the stuff you get at the grocery store where it's like like my chicken uh, Cajun pasta, which is delicious, but it's like 500 and something calories. It's pretty This segment pretty brought fatty. to you by Trader Joe's. I'm just kidding. Yay! <laughs> uh, our friend Stacy chimed in. She would give up everything but people. That's the only thing she wouldn't give up. So she'd just uh, live in a plain white room surrounded by nothing except for uh, people who could come in and out? It's people who could come in and out. All right, all right. Boy, that's uh, she's given up a lot for a million dollars. Yeah, that would have to be a, a big-time, like... Uh, hundred million dollars oh yeah yeah there'd have because you're talking giving up star wars and marvel and i know those are a couple of things she likes tv in general Um, books movies music that's a good one like somebody could say i'd give up tv for a million dollars yeah that would be hard for somebody i mean i couldn't i wouldn't no but uh you know you you want to roll about a hundred mil my way maybe yeah yeah That'd be a tough one, but maybe. (laughs) But folks, that's what we're looking for. We're asking, what would you give up forever for a million dollars? We still got uh, plenty of time left in the segment, so go ahead and chime in on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. 
While we're waiting for those, uh, I pulled up a list of things that you can buy with a million dollars. So say you've given up your Chinese food, Tony, somebody's written you a nice big check for a million dollars. Well, here are a couple things that you can buy with that million dollar check. For instance, you can invest in a swanky New York City apartment for 1.1 million, so you'd have to come up with that extra 100,000. But uh, for a million buckaroos, you can buy a one bedroom, one bath apartment in Manhattan. The Hudson River, Times Square, Central Park, and views of the Statue of Liberty will be right at your doorstep. Maintenance charges can run from $700 a month up, however, uh, so make sure you have an income to support this lifestyle. That's crazy to think that a one bedroom, one bath apartment in Manhattan, New York City, $1 million. F that, dude. No F way. That. No way. Uh, when I used to uh, travel for work, we would go to uh, New York City and the hotel rooms, I could literally stick my arms out as wide as they would go and touch one wall to the other. It's, it's ridiculous how expensive it is there. Something else you could do on the opposite end of that spectrum with a million dollars, you could buy a lush private island. It's a little more my speed. If, you really, uh, if you're really looking to get off the grid, you can use your riches to buy yourself an island and get away from it all. From a move-in ready island on the coast of Nicaragua to an undeveloped enclave in French Polynesia, there are plenty of places where you can find some sea, sunshine, and silence. Just make sure you have enough money left over to get there. You'll need a charter boat just to get groceries. But uh, yeah, your own private island, views of the sea, sound of the waves crashing at night sign me up for that for sure yeah dang now tony uh you'll be experiencing a little bit of that next week which will be nice but uh, not your own private island uh, more like uh, the uh meth infested uh, america's penis of florida but uh. yeah yeah so it should be interesting but i'm excited that uh, nonetheless to uh to go look at some beaches and stuff and uh should just be enjoy an, some sunshine just for just for you know just for a minute. Yeah, it'd be a nice way to decompress, folks. Absolutely. We are we are talking what you would give up for a million dollars. Obviously, yesterday kicked off uh, Lent, but we are not religious folks around here. We're just positing the idea that uh, if somebody wrote you a check, what would you give up forever, not just for two weeks? But if you do have that million dollars, one thing that you could do is drive a fancy sports car. It's a classic luxury purchase and the dream of little boys and girls everywhere. With a million dollars, you can buy a McLaren Senna, complete with transparent doors, 789 horsepower, and 590 foot-pounds of torque. If you want a more environmentally friendly car, the Jaguar CX-75 supercar sells for a cool $1.1 million. It has a carbon fiber body with a boosted internal combustion engine that can do 0 to 100 miles per hour in under 6 seconds. Plus, it's a hybrid that can run up to 30 miles on electric power alone. If that's your thing, uh, I'm a car guy, but I don't know if I could spend a million dollars on a car. A little no. too much. Little too, a uh, little too rich for my blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd still go back to the private island for sure. Yo, absolutely. Where you don't need you could get a car. really, really nice sports car or a muscle car for around a hundred grand. Yeah, that wouldn't eat up all your profits, and you'd have like that one really fancy toy. Exactly. But. And then uh, something else you could do with a million dollars, if you're an art lover, is buy a painting by a famous artist. So Jean Femme La Ombrelle. 
the young lady with the umbrella, by August Renoir, is an Impressionist painting from 1868 that was auctioned at Sotheby's in 2009 for $1.1 million. The price included the buyer's premium. Granted, this was an auction item, but it does show that artwork by a master is still within reach and still worth quite a bit of money for that matter. Nice. I, mean, I wouldn't spend that kind of money on any art, but awesome. Ooh, I don't know if you want to say that because you might spend money on this type of art, getting a hold of a rare vintage comic. If you're a superhero fan, the first Superman comic, Action Comics, number one, was sold at uh, Comic Connect in February 2010 for $1 million. Though it now sells for $3.2 million, this shows you that a rare vintage comic is within your reach. As an added bonus, it can be resold in a few years for even more money. I don't know. If I had an extra million to spend, that might be one I'd invest in because they're only appreciating in value. Right. That would be well, that one's making you money, so that's a good thing. Yeah, and it's something we love. You know, you'd be able to display in Action Comics number one first appearance of Superman, just for bragging rights, if not anything else. Anything else? You know, that makes me wish that you could travel back in time, and just oh, ten cents sounds good. Thank you. Oh yeah. Keep that sucker all mint wrapped. Oh, that it's funny because you know we've talked time travel before. I'd go back and buy those early comic books. Hide them somewhere, bury them somewhere, and then uh, obviously come back to the future, dig them up, and then, uh, oh, could you imagine the money? Oh, it'd be huge. <laughs> because you think about it when they come out, you would imagine, like, they printed quite a bit, and, you know, kids read them and beat them up. And... Oh, yeah, they, they never thought they'd be collector's items. They rolled no. them up, stuck them in Pro their back pocket. Probably threw them in the trash, things like that. <laughs> Folks, we do still have a few minutes left. There's still time to chime in with what you would give up for a million dollars. And by give up, I mean not two weeks. Forever. Um, forever. Exactly. Now, with that million dollars, here's something that actually sounds kind of nice, except for the fact that uh, it would cost you a million dollars. So you'd want to make sure you have much more than that. You could hire domestic staff. A million dollars is enough for two years of service for a domestic staff of five. You wouldn't be skimping on your employees either. The highest annual salaries for employees with at least two years of on-the-job experience are $180,000 for a supervisory butler, $70,000 for a valet, $80,000 for a private chef, $150,000 for a personal secretary, and $80,000 for a housekeeper. After getting all of your chores out of the way, you could spend your time doing what you like to do instead. Based on those salaries... I'm in the wrong line of work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Jeez Louise, man. <laughs> I could be a supervisory butler for $180,000. Hands down. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Well, folks, that does it for the interactive portion of the show. We were talking uh, what you would give up for a million dollars. When we come back, we have a segment called Public Transit Transgressions. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic, our interactive portion of the day. Tomorrow's question, long-term relationship goals. Where do you want to get in a relationship where you are comfortable doing X? whatever it is. Folks, in order to uh, pitch in on that, go ahead and give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment that I've titled Public Transit Transgressions, Looking at a list of some of the weirdest things that have ever happened uh, in front of somebody on public transit. Now, Tony, do you spend much time uh, either riding a bus or a subway or a a train car? I know uh, in the Denver area, they have the light rail that uh, runs pretty much the uh, length of the Denver area. Uh, What's been your experience on public transit? Um, I liked when I lived down in the Denver area. In Fort Collins, we have something called the... I think it's called the max I, i'm not 100 sure if that's what it's called i live right by the bus station here so you'd think i would know i drive by it every day <laughs> i don't use it in fort collins because it's not a very big city for me to need to use it uh down in denver it was cool like when we go down to uh, rockies games there we go to park and rides so and you could do this if you wanted to go to broncos games so that way you don't have to worry about trying to find parking downtown denver you could have some cocktails and let loose and not have to worry about driving back um so i've used the uh the bus um download the app and found that that was a really actually real cool way it was very inexpensive uh to get down to denver um you know so i found that was great the light rail i would have utilized however it did not go up to north uh, the northern denver metro area where i lived that was mainly for the middle to central you know now it's it's expanded a little up north, but not quite where I live. They're still trying to finish that to this day. <laughs> yeah, that's been in progress for a while. Uh, I used yeah. to live in uh, Castle Rock, which is south of Denver. Use the light rail all the time to go to Broncos games, things like that. And weirdest yeah. thing I ever saw were just you know drunk people after the game who were passed out. That's really about it. But these folks have seen some really weird stuff. Ooh. I did see a giant rat in New York in the subway. Ooh. Like Master Splinter style. I thought it was Master Splinter. <laughs> no ninja it flipping huge. No Ninja Turtles to be found. No Ninja <laughs> Turtles to be found, but yeah, the uh friggin' rat was massive. He's but I'll let you one. tell the story. I just had to get that out. I have done the <laughs> New York subways and that was an experience. Well let's run down some of the weirdest things other people have seen on public transit. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Twitter user James Felton says I once sat next to a man who pulled out a baked potato from a briefcase and ate it like an apple. Okay. Okay. I, have you ever seen anybody do that with an onion? They just take a bite out of an onion like it's like it's not apple. not in real life. No, <laughs> I've seen somebody in Nebraska eating a corn on the cob while driving. But that sounds fitting was, for Nebraska. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was random because I've never seen anyone actually do it other than that one person in the car. Yeah, but full on baked potato out of the briefcase. Yeah, a little strange. 
Let's keep moving on. We're talking weirdest things that people have seen on public transit. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Twitter user Francis Quinn says, ticket collector comes around, ticket please. Woman pulls Bible from her bag and says, this is my ticket, my ticket to heaven. Without missing a beat, ticket collector says, well, I've got bad news for you, madam. This train's going to Hastings. Apparently not going to heaven. And uh, that ticket is uh, non-transferable for sure. Yeah, it's just you're not coming back at all. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Public transit transgressions. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Twitter user Conchita Garcia says, A man sat next to me and pulled out a Tupperware of pasta. He offered me some and pulled out a spare fork. It was 9 p.m. on my way home from lectures and I hadn't eaten, so I said yes and shared this guy's dinner. He also had a cup of oranges for pudding. Okay. Oh, okay. That is weird. You know, I, I often thought that, you know, taking a bus or a subway would be a great, uh, you know, time saver, a great way to catch up on, you know, videos or reading or apparently in this guy's case, catching up on some dinner as well. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, this fun. This one is fun. Talking public transit transgressions. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Twitter user the big fish. On the northern line, a guy dressed as a Roman gladiator got on at Stockwell. A burrow at burrow. A guy got on dressed as a crocodile. He went into hysterics when he saw the gladiator, saying, "Claire said, come as an alligator, you effing muppet." Apparently, these guys <laughs> know knew each other. Probably going to a costume party, but uh, the fact that uh, they eh, little miscommunication on what they were dressing up as still would have been a fun thing to see. You damn muppet! <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Public transit transgressions—the weirdest things people have seen uh, on a bus, subway, and such. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Twitter user Sir Mustard: A man's flat cap got pulled off his head by the drop the drought of a tube train i would assume that uh probably the uh air blowing by as he watched it vanish into the tunnel he opened his shoulder bag took out a new cap and put it on his head without missing a beat or changing expression my guess is it's probably happened to him before and uh you know he just had that backup ready to go was i just totally pictured david spade from tommy boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just that big toupee yeah that's what i just totally pictured there Hey, that's a good analogy. Let's keep moving on. We're talking public transit transgressions. Isn't that weird? <laughs> weird things people have seen uh, on the subway or bus. Twitter user Drewski Jones says, driving in, driving in heavy rain, I saw what looked like a stormtrooper running along the canal path. When I got a closer look, it turned out to be a stormtrooper running along the canal path. It just yeah, it, it was what it looked like and uh, unexplainable. You know, apparently that stormtrooper had to be somewhere. Fun. You do, uh, for the most part, if you're riding on things like in a subway. Obviously, you're not going to see a lot unless you're in the actual, you know, cart. But uh, you know, you do at the stops. You definitely see the weird stuff because I have ridden the light rails in Chicago. Uh, I've seen some weird stuff. I had a weird one in Vegas back in the day. There was uh, the Monte Carlo. Um, had a had a light rail that went around. It's not there anymore. Uh, but uh, we were out there for my sister in law ex sister in law's uh, wedding, and uh, this lady stuck her hand in the uh, door as it was shutting, and and we it, and it didn't stop. All it was is it grabbed her purse, 
And she's like, my arm! It's got my arm! <laughs> and, like, we all had to, like, try to pry this door. We're like, don't go, don't go, because we thought we were going to have a final destination. Because she goes, it hurts, it hurts! <laughs> and then, turns out it was just her purse, but we thought it was her hand. And then when when they finally got the purse out and the door shut and we were able to go off this light rail in Vegas, she's like, why is everybody looking at me? I don't know <laughs> why I do just you think? remember that, but... <laughs> And Vegas is an interesting one. Uh, there's a, a bus that you can take from the Strip to Fremont Street. And in between there is not the nicest neighborhood. And uh, it stops at some seedy, seedy areas. So uh, just right. something to uh, you know, pay what attention Vegas to. Vegas doesn't want you to see. It like stops the fashion mall, right? You get down there by the Palazzo. And then there's like a ghetto lot. And then there's Circus Circus. And then it's just Scary Jerry. From it is. Until you get to Fremont Street. But let's keep moving on. We're talking public transit transgressions. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Yes. Here's one I would not be happy about if this was me. Twitter user Jordy Alex says, on a very packed tube, sat with head down reading my book. Felt something cold splat on top of my head. Looked up to see a rather nervous looking lady standing over me holding a spoon halfway between her open mouth and a pot of strawberry yogurt. Yeah. Don't eat over somebody you know especially something as uh, messy as yeah. yogurt that's gross yeah <laughs> oh, this is a weird thing to be eating in a like train cart or whatever right hey yeah when you gotta eat you gotta eat but just don't do it over someone yeah all right let's keep moving on public transit transgressions isn't that weird <laughs> twitter user cd morby says very well to do looking well dressed old man on the tube in Victoria, bowler hat, three-piece suit, jacket, waistcoat, umbrella, briefcase, smart socks, smart uh, sock suspenders, polka dot bo- boxers, no trousers. So dressed up, except for he's just wearing some boxers, polka dots, and uh, who still wears sock suspenders these days, right? Uh, apparently Dusty Rhodes there. <laughs> Get that. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Public transit transgressions. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Twitter user Mark Allerton. uh, Apparently this is an animal that just uh, needed to get from point A to point B. A pigeon jumped on the tube at Aldgate East and stood calmly near the door until it got off at Moorgate. Yeah, just needed to to get from one stop to the other. Didn't feel like flying and uh, just took the transit. I wonder if he paid for a ticket, though. Nah, no. It's a trap. He snuck on. (laughs) oh and then finally i think this one takes the cake i don't think you'll want to be eating cake after hearing this but uh we are talking about the weirdest things that people have seen on public transit public transit transgressions isn't that weird (laughs) yes twitter user mogzy67 said listen to two middle-aged women on the bus talk about their prolapsed vaginas no one got off until they did i missed my stop and was late for work they were talking about coaches yeah yeah prolapsed vaginas are not a conversation you want to overhear on the subway talk about some roast beef sandwiches (laughs) for sure folks that does it for this segment when we come back we're heading into the final segment of the show it is time for this day in history don't go anywhere we'll be right back
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. But if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Boy, we've been doomed all this week. All week, you want your... A lot of nose. <laughs> Just doomed. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And uh, by Taco Bell. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, as we do at the end of each show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for this day in history. Us in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking off this day in history, this day in 1478. George, the Duke of Clarence, convicted of treason against his older brother, Edward IV of England, is privately executed in the Tower of London. I would have assumed by a beheading, but apparently he was drowned in a butt of Malmsey wine. And yes, it says a butt of Malmsey wine. Fatality. I'm going to kill my brother Edward. I'm going to turn on him and I'm going to drown him in a butt of Malmsey wine. (laughs) They should have just ended at butt. That would have gotten our uh, imagination butt, butt. going on uh, how exactly he drowned. But uh, in any case, in the butt wine. Let's keep moving on. This day in 1519, Spanish conquistador Hernan Cortez leaves Cuba for the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico with 11 ships and 500 men. My guess is he was looking for the lost city of gold. Yes, I'm looking. I'm Spanish conquistador. I look like... Conquistador? You know those, I look like the dog, you know, when my face is melting. <laughs> not Yorkies, but... Uh, oh, Basset Hound. Bass. It's just face, man. It's just like melted. It's like... <laughs> Maybe he found the Ark of the Covenant and uh, yeah, you know, he must looked into have, it. Dude. That thing is like this long... Ooh, I'm mean. I'm just judging by the... Let's move on. This day in 1814, the Battle of Montreux. Victory of French under Napoleon Bonaparte against the Austrians and the Württembergers under King of Württemberg. Of course, he celebrated by going to the Farrells and getting a Piggly Wiggly trough. Excellent! Here's one moving on. This day in 1856, we know about Republicans. We know about Democrats. But apparently the American Party, also known as the Know-Nothings, don't know if I'd want to be associated with them, convenes in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to nominate its first presidential candidate, former President Millard Fillmore. Oh, my favorite president, Millard Fillmore. My favorite too. You know who he looks like? Looks like Alec Baldwin. He totally does. (laughs) Like Alec Baldwin can totally play Millard Fillmore. Holy crap. Heavy, heavy set Alec Baldwin, not uh, yeah. Beetlejuice Alec Baldwin. Yeah, not Beetlejuice Alec Baldwin. Current day Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Let's move on this day in 1861. I'm only mentioning this because of this guy's badass facial hair. I'm going to do this it over uh, over uh, our 
break, but uh, King Victor Emmanuel II of Sardinia becomes the first king of Italy. He's got the upturned mustache and then just the soul patch that goes down about six inches. Badass. Yeah, he's got the big Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm Victor Emmanuel II. Again, I talk like Adam Sandler, like all my other characters. Oh. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. This day in 1879, oh, sculptor Frederick August Bartholdi or Bartoldi, is awarded a patent for his design for the Statue of Liberty. And as we learned from National Treasure, it's not the only Statue of Liberty. There's one that exists in uh, France as well. Francais, yes. Um, never actually got to go up to it. I, when I was out in New York, the only time I've been to New York, uh, the island was closed. But we did get to see it from uh, one of the trolley boats. Okay, all right. Took to go to the other island. Well, if you inspect it well enough, it may tell you uh, where a secret map lies for uh, untold Ooh. treasures. I was kind of hoping the Ghostbusters left the NES Advantage stick at the very top, you know, <laughs> like, like when it walked through the ocean or the harbor to get to the uh, city. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on this day in 1885. A guy with a local connection to us, Mark Twain, publishes The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn in the U.S. Yes, he went into Virginia City as Samuel Clemens, came out as Mark Twain. I'm Mark Twain. Get off my porch, you damn whippersnappers! Yeah, he didn't look like I'll the most... Whip you. He looked like a grumpy old dude. Yeah, he did. But great writer <laughs> nonetheless. Get off my porch! Let's move on. This day in 1909, Boston Red Sox trade Cy Young at 41 to the Cleveland Naps. Ooh, what an oh. awful name. And now, God, Please, I hope Cleveland does not bring that name back. What a terrible name. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, if you've been following baseball, <sighs> Cleveland Indians are no longer the Cleveland Indians. They followed suit with the uh, Washington football team. But don't bring back the Cleveland Naps. Terrible, terrible no, name. Well, and crazy. At age 41, he was traded. Most athletes, they retire by that time. So good on Cy Young for uh, being that, being able to play that long. Unfortunately, don't know who the Naps are. No, no. A, a long forgotten uh, um, team name for sure. Yeah. Let's move on this day in 1968. David Gilmore joins the rock group Pink Floyd. And obviously, uh, Pink Floyd, one of the iconic classic rock bands, but uh, really didn't make it uh, really, really big uh, until The Wall came out in 1980, which you, you think is more of a, like a 1970s era, but uh, no. no. 1980s, you can stick it right. uh, with Duran Duran and Dire Straits and Madonna, and doesn't quite hold up the same. No, no, it doesn't. To me, it reminds me of uh, early 80s, late 70s. The Wall is a fantastic album, though. Oh, absolutely. And great movie, yeah. too. It's uh, well worth watching, especially if uh, you're uh, not of the right mind. It's, it's a little on the trippy side. So, yeah. Let's move on. This day in 1972, John Lennon this... and birthday girl Yoko Ono and a week of co-hosting The Mike Douglas Show. Ooh. Oh, a bet, week of Yoko Ono. that show was a real winner, right, Yoko? <laughs> we talked about all kinds of stuff, right, Yoko? Oh, why are they buzzing us, Yoko? I thought we had a great show. Roger, Roger. Thanks, Yoko. <laughs> uh, it's funny, your uh, British uh, John Lennon accent went from very British to uh, just you talking like you whispering yeah. at the end. Yeah, it just whispered, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, let's move well, sometimes on. Sometimes when I do that, it just, oh, how about a bite? What do we go in? It's British. <laughs> 
This day in 1975, the second American Music Awards, Olivia Newton-John and John Denver, who is full of shit, win. Yeah, that John Denver was full of shit, man. He looks like Austin Powers in that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good indeed. Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> uh, she was a looker back in the day. Oof. Yeah, she was. Uh, also in music history, this day in 1977, George Harrison, former Beatle, releases the music single True Love. Again, not as great as when he was with the Beatles, mm-hmm. though I still love his song uh, Set on You. Which that was, was just about to say the same thing. It's because the little squirrel's playing the saxophone. Yeah, he's in the haunted study or whatever it is, and everything's yeah. moving and dancing along. That was a lot of fun. That was a good song. I enjoyed that Fond one. memories there, for sure. All right, uh, let's see. This day in 1986, anti-smoking ad airs for the first oh. time on TV featuring Yul Brenner. He died of smoky, uh, smoking-inducing lung cancer on October 10th of 1985. Uh, he was an intense-looking dude for sure. Yeah, he was. You make like a tree and get out of here. Oh, man. Super intense. You know what they should have put? They should put the guy from the Smoking in the Boys Room video. That weird bald-headed guy from the hill that has eyes and he does the little Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they should have put him for the (laughs) anti-smoking. Let's move on. Uh, This day in 1989, a Better Man single released by Clint Black. It is the Billboard Song of the Year for 1989. Uh, Funny thing, we just watched the movie Maverick with... uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Clint Black was in there, and I was like, I think that guy's a, a country singer. Well, sure yeah. enough, it was Clint. I'm leaving here, a better man. <laughs> that was intentionally bad. You're welcome. Oh, thank you so much. This day in 2001, FBI agent Robert Hansen is arrested for spying for the Soviet Union. He is ultimately convicted and sentenced to life in prison. <laughs> I didn't mean to hit that. Jump the gun on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to play that one. <laughs> I was going to play Arnold's You Son of a Bitch. <laughs> but I clicked that, so I, I F that completely up. A little slip of the finger there for you. A little slip. All right, and then uh, let's take us out on, uh, well, this day in 2018, the 71st British Academy of Film Awards, the BAFTAs, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, is the best film, Guillermo del Toro, best director, best actors, Francis McDormand and Gary Oldman. All great, Mm. great picks. Commissioner Gordon. Yep. Let's talk holidays today. Talk about what we like to well celebrate uh, before we head out for the show for instance here's a weird one it is cow milked while flying in an airplane day i need to know more that's about just that a, that's sure. just yeah weird like let's go up in a plane i'm gonna milk a cow today just today's the day we everybody do it come on it is crab stuffed flounder day because nothing says seafood like seafood stuffed with seafood that it actually is, turns the stomach a bit a little bit it is national battery day not uh, battery. <laughs> it is national drink wine day i can't get behind that all it, right it is pluto day the planet not the dog and it is thumb appreciation day so appreciate those thumbs folks mine hurt <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode where we talk good news everyone on a friday Friday. Enjoy your Thursday, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.